Let's give God another hand praise. Surely we can do better than that. Let's give God a hand praise because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy of all our praise. Not just my praise, not just your praise, but he's worthy of all of our praise. Because we serve a risen king. Death could not hold him down. For that reason, we give him praise this morning because he's worthy. He's worthy of the praise this morning. He's worthy. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. He's so worthy of all of our praise, of all of our praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to the Lamb of God because you're worthy. Lord, you're so worthy. Lord, you're so worthy. When I think about what he's already done, he's worthy. When I think about what he's doing right now, he's worthy. When I think about where he brought me from, he's worthy. But here's the best part. When I think about where he's carrying me to, He's worthy. I don't know about you, but the fact that I know that this is not the end, this is not it, he's worthy of the praise. Every now, every now and then when I'm, when I'm going through and it seemed like I'm, I'm, I'm at wit's end and, and it seemed like I can't go on a little bit further, I think about, Lord, you're preparing a way for me that when this life is over, when this life is over, you have prepared a place for me. The word says, in my father's house are many mansions. Jesus said, if it was not so, I would have told you. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you. And you, and you, and you. Not only that, but he said that where I am, that is where he is, you may be also. And for that reason, y'all, we praise him on Easter Sunday morning. We praise him on Resurrection Sunday because there's coming a day when we will leave this old world behind. We'll leave this old life behind. All of our trials and tribulations, all of our ups and our downs, our turnarounds, all of our heartache, all of our pain, all of our disappointments, y'all, it's all going to be over. It's going to be over when I see Jesus. When I see Jesus face to face. When I see Jesus face to face. We're all going to see him, y'all face to face all of our troubles will be over somebody said there'll be no more tears no more heartache and no more pain and the best of that there's no more death there but there's life eternal in the presence of God and for that reason we give him praise we give him praise we give him praise we give him praise Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you this morning for what you've done. We want to thank you for being God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for saving us out of our mess. Father, we want to thank you that you've allowed us another chance, another opportunity to get it right, another opportunity to go deeper in our relationship with you. Father, it is my prayer this morning for all that are gathered here today will not leave in the manner which they came, but they will leave having been made better because of your word, O oh God. 
And it is now, dear Lord, that we ask, oh God, that we would decrease and that your spirit would increase in us, oh God, to help us, oh God, to preach this message. For God, I cannot do it on my own. But Lord, as Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, we pray you get the glory. You get the glory out of all of this. It is in Jesus' precious name we pray. And every heart says, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We thank God this morning for all of you that are present this morning. Thank God for all that he has done for us and all that he is doing even now. Thank him that he's making a way even in the midst of our not understanding, he's making a way. In spite of the fact we haven't always done good, we haven't always done what is right, God is still This week we came to a close on our study on the fruit of the Spirit. The last topic that was, the characteristics that was discussed was self-control. I have to say that oftentimes we fail in that endeavor. had Good Friday celebration on last Friday. We thank everyone that came to be a part of that to help make it a success. But Pastor Todd, I got to tell you, I noticed that there's still work to do. I want you to think about those that were present. You don't have to say Just as he said, he would. Just as he said, it would happen. Come see where his body 
I would like to use this morning for our text. Praise God. He is risen. In this text, we see that it was after the Sabbath, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The fact that Jesus is risen has been argued by some, questioned by others. But when we look at the four Gospels, they all testify to the fact that he is risen. If you read your Bibles in Matthew 12, 40, Jesus said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Many people have questioned, how is it that Jesus died on Friday and then he rose on Sunday. If we would do our math and we would go by our counting system, we would come up a little short. So what I want to tell you, those of you who question whether or not there is validity in the fact that Jesus died and he rose again on the third day as he promised, I want to tell you that Jesus died around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and that counted as one day. His entombment went all the way through Saturday, and that counted as day two. And But then his resurrection happened on Sunday morning, counting as the third day. You see, back then, the Jewish uh, 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 time and calendar was different than what we have today. So nevertheless, Jesus was crucified and he rose from the dead. The fact that Jesus has risen means that he moved from a lower position, that is, the position of being declared dead and then being buried, he moved from a lower position to a higher position in that he is risen, which means he came from a lower position and went to a higher position. Not only did he go to a higher position, but Jesus went up. Jesus did not stay down. Jesus did not stay lying down or sitting down, but Jesus went up. John uh, uh, 10 tells us, he says, therefore, my father loves me because of this. I lay down my life and I take it up again. In other words, I want you to know that Jesus had the authority to lay down his life and then the authority to take it up again simply because the Father had commanded him to do so. Jesus knew what his purpose was in coming. Don't get it twisted. Yes, they lied on him. Yes, they made up stories on him. Yes, they did this and they did that. Yes, they found people who would lie on him. But the fact did not change that Jesus knew what his purpose was. He didn't know what his purpose was. Sometimes in life, we need to understand as children of God, you're going to be lied on. You're going to be talked about. And some of us can even testify that we have even been mistreated, but that did not change the fact, guess what, that we got up again. 
Understand, understand, there are some things that happened when, when, when Jesus gave his life, when he laid down his life for us, when he laid down his life for you and me. The first thing that happened when, when, when Jesus knew what he had to do, he was arrested. He was arrested for a crime that he did not commit. Yes, they accused Jesus of blasphemy. They accused him of claiming to be the son of God. They accused him of claiming to be the Messiah, the king of kings, the king of the Jews, the Sanhedrin elite council, the priestly council, the church, if you will, the elders of the church, if you will. They had Jesus arrested during the feast of the Passover because they felt deeply threatened by him and by his message. I want to tell you when you're standing for what is right, people will feel threatened by your message. They will feel threatened by the fact that you've made a decision that you're going to live for God and so they will try to find fault in you. They will try to even drudge up things from your past. But can I tell somebody today that your past is your past. Your past is your past and as long as in, it is in your past, it is not in your future. As long as you leave it in your past, it does not dictate your future. Help somebody. Don't allow your past deeds, your past misdeeds, your past failures, your past fault to dictate your future. Don't allow what you did yesterday to dictate what can happen today. Don't allow what you did yesterday to stop God from using you right now, to stop God from using you in this season. But you must be determined to say, yes, I did this. This was a time in my life that I was down, but today I'm not down. I'm up. I'm up because Jesus Christ got up, and because he got up, I'm able today to lift up my holy hands and say that he's alive. Not only is he's alive in the world, but can I testify that he's alive in my soul. The things that you see me do today, the things that you hear me say today is not because of any good that I have done, not because because I got it like that. But it's because Jesus Christ lives on the inside of me. And because of that fact, I stand to testify that he is risen. Not only that, not only was he arrested, but he was tried. Yes, he was tried. He was tried for a crime that he did not commit. He was tried for a debt that he that he I owed, but he didn't owe. He was tried for all of these things. The word says he appeared to take away the sins of the world. Jesus came so that he could take away the sins of the world. Not only was he arrested, not only was he tried, but he was crucified. Yes, he was crucified for the sins of the world. Roman 5 8 says God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. He died for me and he died for you and that's the reason why we celebrate on Easter Sunday morning the fact that Jesus died for our sins. Not only that but then he got up. He did not stay in the grave but then but then I saw him. Jesus was arrested. He was tried. He was crucified but then he was buried. But, but, but get this, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. In other words, I need to borrow this from you. In other words, I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it back to you. I just want to use it just for a little while. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. That tells me right there that Jesus never had any intentions of staying in the tomb. He didn't have any intentions of staying in the tomb. And so the story goes on to say, Joseph of Anamathea of Northwestern Jerusalem, a rich follower of Jesus Christ, asked for his body to prepare his body for burial and to place his body in his own new tomb. The tomb was used only for three days. Now, get this, the thing that, that, that was resurrection is that when they took his body and they got his body they anointed it and then they wrapped it. They wrapped it as if y'all ever seen the mummy they wrapped the body in the form of a mummy and, and, and what they used, the spices that they used, it was so that if you give it just a few days it would harden so that nothing could get in and nothing could get out. Y'all understand where I'm going? And so we understand that Jesus' body was wrapped up and it was tied 
tied up. His face was wrapped up and tied up. But yet, 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 Jesus was placed in the tomb. And then, and then we see that when, when, when Mary Magdalene came, she came to the tomb to see where uh, uh, Jesus' body was so that she could put a little more spices and a little more of the ointment on uh, uh, the mummified body so that the body would not smell and so that the body would be able to be kept because they believed that Jesus was dead and he was gone and he was not coming back. But then, but then, but then what I want to you to understand is that from reading and studying the scripture, I understood something happened when they came to the tomb and the angel said, see where his body lies. What y'all don't know and if you read the word, you will find out for yourself through the four gospels what they found, what they found. The mummified, uh, the mummified state of the body that if you will, you know what a mummified body looks like. It looks like there is a person there even if there isn't a person there. And so what they discovered, what they discovered when they got to the tomb, the mummified that looks like a body was present, there was nobody present. And then and then what they took to wrap his face, it was over in a corner as if the, where the head would lay. What I want you to understand is that no one had to come and unwrap Jesus so he could get out. No one had to do any such thing. No one had to come and unwrap his face so that he could get out. He was able to come out and still leave the clothes or the linen still in the state that it was. And what I want you to understand from that, it tells me, it tells me that even in the midst of your situation, God is still able to bring out and to work out those things that need to be worked out. He's still able to do that and yet you still look like who you look like, but you're different on the inside because what was inside that needed to be taken out, guess what? He has removed. And, and the fact is that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. You need to know, man and woman, that you are no longer sold unto sin. You are no longer have to be a slave to sin simply because Jesus Christ, he got up. Yes, you no longer have to be separated from God because Jesus got up. Sin separates us from God. But you don't have to live in that state because Jesus Christ is alive. He is risen today. You no longer... You no longer have to be separated from God. Tell somebody that he is risen. Tell somebody he is risen today. He's risen today and that's good news today that Jesus is risen. He saves us from our sin. But in order for him to save you, man, woman, boy, and girl, you must believe that he is. You must believe not only that he is God, not only that he's the son of God, but he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You must be willing to admit that Jesus Christ is alive and he's alive and well. Jesus is alive. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Jesus Christ, he's the first. He's the last. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's everything. He is everything and more. Jesus Christ is alive. The fact that Jesus is alive, death did happen. Burial did happen. Resurrection did happen. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Somebody needed to know that this, this morning that even though we might leave this world behind, we shall live again. We can trust in the Bible. We can trust it to be the word of God. Even if we don't understand all the details, we can know that the word of God is true. Yeah. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering for he who promised is faithful. 
That's good news this morning. In case you're wondering, is there hope for me? Is there hope for me when I leave this old life behind? Is there hope for my loved one who have went on to be with the Lord? Yes, there is hope, my brothers and sisters. There is hope because he's risen and he is alive. And so, and so as we move on uh, through the word of God, we're looking for evidence of the fact that Jesus Christ risen. He rose from the dead. He risen uh, uh, from the dead and now he's alive forevermore. We have no other place to go but 1 Corinthians 15 and then we have a witness by one who persecuted the church. One who was having the people of God placed in prison. One who was hunting them down here and there going here and there to persecute them, to put them into prison and to have some of them put to death. This is what he had to say. I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. Listen what he said. He said, moreover, brotherings, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, uh, which also you receive and which you stand by, which also you are saved. We're saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. Listen, he said, but I delivered to you first of all, which I also received. That is, Christ died for our sins according to scripture and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to scripture. That's evidence. And then, and then he said, and that he was seen by Cephas, who was also called Peter. He was seen by Peter and then by the other disciples. And after that, he said he was seen, get this, by over 500 brethren at one time. So we got proof. We got evidence that not only have you have to take his word for it, but we got 500 other witnesses that seen him at the same time that would testify to the fact that Jesus Christ, he wrote rose from the dead. Yes, they will testify. And not only that, but, but then it says, but at that time, that is the time of Paul writing, he said, many of these people are still alive to testify today and to tell you today that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and they were able to see him with their own eyes. But now some of them has fallen asleep. But then he says he was seen by James and then by all the other apostles. And at last, at last, this is Paul, under Understand that Paul was not alive. Paul was not around at the time that Jesus Christ died, at the time he was crucified, nor at the time that he was resurrected. But Paul said, but at last, at last, he said he was seen by me. Anybody willing to testify today that I know Jesus lived because he lives on the inside of me? Anybody willing to testify of the fact I wasn't there, I didn't see, I didn't hear, but one thing I know, I know that he He's alive because he's alive in me. I know that the change that took place in Paul's life, the change that took place in my life, there has to be no other reason, no other evidence other than the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and it is well. It is well. It is well. My brothers and sisters, my brothers and sisters, not only that, not only that Paul went on later on in the chapter. You can read it when you get home. Chapter 15, he says, verse 15. This is what I love. He said, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory today through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory today. We no longer have to walk around living a defeated life because we have victory. Victory is in Jesus Christ. Jesus took the sting out of death. He took the sting out of death. In other words, he took death out of the devil's hand. Physical death is no longer the final reality. Write that down. Physical death is no longer the final reality, which means when we die physically, we're not dead. We're just leaving this life and entering into the other realm. And, and how I know that the Bible tells me to be absent from the Bible is to be present with God. So I know that when we leave this old life behind, then that's not the end of the story. 
guess what? It's really just the beginning because now we're going to our heavenly home. And so we can take confidence in that 2 Corinthians 5, 8 tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with God. Somebody needs to know today that my loved one that died that are gone home, guess what? They might have left this old world behind, but they're in the presence of the Lord. And so I, that is good news this morning. That is encouragement to me this morning. The question is, will I do what is necessary? That is, have my business fixed with the Lord? Am I willing to go all the way with him? Or am I satisfied just hanging around? But do am I willing to go all the way in? When we see the story about the tomb, it said that the one disciple ran to the tomb, and the one is John. John always bragged about himself. He always said that he was the one loved by Jesus the most. And so Peter and John, it said, when the women came to tell them about Jesus' body being gone, no longer being in the tomb, John and Peter went to see. They said they were running to go to the tomb to see if the body was present. John had to brag on himself and say that he outran Peter and he got there first. But what I saw is that when John got there, even though he got there first, he didn't go in. He peeked in and looked and he saw, but he was afraid to go in, so he just peeped. And so it said that when Peter got there, Peter was the one who went in, who went in. What that tells me, there are those folk, there are those who think that they're better than you. They want to brag that they're better than you, but the same God that lives on the inside of them lives on the inside of you. It doesn't matter if you're first. It doesn't matter if you're somewhere in the middle. The only thing you should be concerned with is that I'm going in. My question to you today, are you willing to go in? Or are you just going to stay at the door? Are you just going to peep in? Or are you just going to be on the outside and hear what's going on, listening to what's going on? Are you willing to go all the way, go all the way in with him? Guess what? When you go all the way with him, guess what? You have a new life. When you go all the way with him, guess what? There's healing that takes place in your life. There's healing that takes place not only in your sin-sick soul, but there's healing that takes place in your physical body when you go all the way in with him. If you go all the way in with him, guess what? You have power to love those that don't love you. You have power to love the unlovable. You have power to love those who talk about you. You have power to love those who persecute you. You have power to love those who are always trying to put a stumbling block in your way. You have power to love those who are digging a ditch. What they don't know is the same ditch that they're digging for you is the one that they will fall in themselves. If you go all the way with him, are you satisfied just being at the door? Are you willing to go all the way in and to see and to know for yourself that he's risen, that he's risen? When I look at my life and look at your life, you should be able to know that he's risen. I should be able to know that he's risen simply because a change has come over me. A change, a change, a change has come over me change has come over me because he lives. Because he lives. I want to tell you this. Lastly, I was reading and studying and, and my mind went back to when I was a little boy. And oftentimes we would go to churches and they would sing some of those old songs, some of the old hymns. And the songwriter said, because he lives. So today I want to tell you that we celebrate Easter today because he lives. And so the songwriter sat down and he began to pen these words. He said, God sent his son, and they called him Jesus. Jesus came uh, to love and to heal and to forgive. I want to tell you this morning that he's knocking on the door of your hearts right now. He came to knock on the door of your hearts because of his love. And not only that, he came to heal your sin sick soul. And he came to forgive you of all 
of your sins. And uh, it says he lived and he died. He died so that you and I could be free. Every now and then, when I think about the goodness of God, and I think about all that he done for me, when I think about all the sins that I committed, and when I look over my life and I see the things that I'm ashamed of, and then I think about the goodness of God and how he came to pardon my sins. I think about how at times in my life it seemed like the pressure of the world was weighing down on me. And then I said within myself, if I could just get in the presence of God. See, at the time, I thought I had to be in church to feel God's presence. But then, because that was where my faith was, I was determined to go to church. And I was determined to sit there and listen to what the word of God was saying to me. Jesus said to me, come on to me, all you that at labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. My question to you this morning is, are you willing to stand up for Jesus? Are you willing to stand up and testify and let the world know that he lives? Are you willing to stand up and testify? I know that the Lord lives. And because he lives, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But because of the fact that Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow. I'm ready to go on and see what tomorrow brings. Because I know my Savior lives and the fact that the Savior lives I know that I'm not alone because he promised to be with me. He promised to go all the way with me and not only that, I don't know what the future holds but the word says he holds my future in his hand. He holds my future in his hands. I just got to trust God for my right now moment. Right now is an opportunity for you to get it right with the Lord. Right now is an opportunity for you to yield, to yield to the Lord and say, Father God, I surrender all to you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to call on him right now because I feel I need to call on him because there's somebody mine is preoccupied by other things. Somebody didn't come this morning to be healed or to be delivered but I came to stand up and tell the world not only does Jesus live but he lives on the inside I came to tell a dying world that the Lord lives he lives he lives forevermore I want to tell you today whatever you're going through all you got to do this morning stand on your feet testify say Lord God I need you I need you right now not tomorrow, not next week, but Lord, I need you. I need you right now. I need you to come into my situation. I need you to work some things out. I need you to turn some things around. Lord, I need you to work it out for my good. Work it out for my good. Father God, in the name of Jesus, every now and then, this old body, it gets weak, but Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to touch me. Touch me right now from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. And then, I said, and then, and then, and then, because he lives, I can face tomorrow what I like about the story of Jesus Christ being alive. The disciples thought when he died, they thought it was over. Anybody willing to testify? Some things died in your life and you thought it was over. But praise be to God. All is well. All is well. He's alive. He's alive. Your situation changed. That situation that you thought was dead. The situation that you thought was over. It changed simply because you gave it over to him and you allowed him to work it out. 
songwriter said Jesus can work it out if you let him the question is are you willing to let him work it out for you today because he's alive he's not dead but he's alive he's alive he's alive he's alive in your sin sick soul he's alive if you would give it to him give it to him he is alive and he lives for you and for me we no longer have to feel bound because we're free whom the son set free is free indeed the disciples even though they went with Jesus even though they saw him do miracles they doubted but what I saw Jesus knew their weakness Jesus came to where they were y'all hear me he came to where they were and it said he breathed on them anybody has ever been breathed on by the father if you don't know Jesus Christ today in the pardon of your sins you can come and he will breathe just as he did the disciples just as he did me just as he did all others that are standing this morning one of the things about Easter Sunday that was always prevalent in the church you had people who would come who haven't been in a long time. And then you would have those who would come who's never been. But what I like about Easter Sunday, it was an opportunity for me to come and rededicate my life to Christ. See, Lord, I haven't always done what was right. I haven't always done what was pleasing in your sight. I made excuses for not surrendering. I made excuses for not giving up. But Lord, you, you gave me another chance. So God is saying to you today, I need to tell you, today is your day. You got another chance don't have to know what you were supposed to be doing and you're not doing it. Don't have to know that. Don't have to know what you did and you shouldn't be doing it. But today is your day. It's your opportunity. Right now, this moment is your time. It's your time to come to the altar. Leave it. Be here. Being new. Being made free. Knowing I did it today. I did it today. I did it on the day that we celebrate his resurrection and this resurrection is not only for him but this resurrection can be for you see you can be made whole you can be made new again if you only believe if you only would step out on faith it can happen for you but you got to be willing to come forward this is your time tomorrow is not promised we lost people last week that we thought we would see today we lost people last night that thought they would make it to today. Don't be one of the ones that could have and didn't. If you need to come and rededicate your life to the Lord, now is the time. Tomorrow is not promised. If you die tonight, you wake up, you're standing before the Master, and you have to give account of your sin. No excuses. This is your time. This is your opportunity want to be free, if you want to be strengthened in your walk with the Lord Jesus, we ask you to come this morning. If you want to be strengthened in your walk, in your relationship with Christ, please come this morning. It's not God's will that any be lost. We got to stop struggling and constraining when we don't have to. You ever tried carrying a heavy load on your own? Help was available, but you didn't ask for it. 
or it was available and you didn't receive it and so you tried to do it on your own. But guess what? When help stepped in to help you carry the load, the burden was light. It was easy. It wasn't as difficult as one thought because you didn't have to do it on your own. That's what it's like being a Christian, y'all. That's what it's like walking with the Lord. Whatever you go through, you're not going through it alone. When the burden gets heavy, he lights the load. When your heart is broken, he puts it back together. He's the only one that can do that. How is it that you can lose something? A job, relationship, and it seems like it's the end of the world. But when you give it to God in just a short time, there's a new job. There's a new relationship. There's a new you. No longer do you feel hopeless and helpless. You begin to think just like Paul, I can do this. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God allows sometimes your heartaches, your disappointments, he allowed those things in your life in order to bring you to him. Many times we try to do it on our own, we mess it up. And it seems like it gets worse and worse instead of getting better and better. But when you surrender to him, when you give it all over to him, he changed your situation. I want to tell you, he makes the difference. He can make the difference in your life. The question is, are you willing to give it to us? So as I prepare to pray this morning, as we are getting everyone anointed as a point of contact, I feel so strongly about what's going on this morning. I'm going to ask you to come. Y'all stand back. Y'all all come up here. God is looking down on you right now from heaven. He's a God who hears, and he's a God who sees. I want God to bless every person that's in here this morning. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Father, we come right now in the name of Jesus. First, we want to thank you for what you've done for us. Father, we want to thank you for all the people that are gathered around this altar. Father, as you move across the room, you search the hearts and the minds. Father, you know those that are preoccupied with other things in their mind. But God, I ask for your mercy for them. For as Jesus said, they know not what they do. But for those, Lord, who at this moment, concentrating on you, giving everything to you, allowing you to lift the burdens, allowing you to lift the heavy load. Father, I pray that you will give them a peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. There are some standing here, Father, right now that are in need of a miracle. They're in need of you doing a supernatural they're in need of you doing something, Lord God, that only you can do for them and only you know about. Father, it is my prayer in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that we that stand together, Father, will come against the forces of evil, oh God, the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus, Father, that your people be set free, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Let your people be free today, oh God. Let them no longer be wavering to and fro, Lord Father God. Let them no longer be tossed by every wind of doctrine that comes, oh God. Let them stand boldly before you, oh God, this day and surrender. Surrender everything to you, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, set them free. Set the captives free, oh God. Deliver them, Lord God, out of the bad thoughts, oh God. Out of the bad habits, oh God. Out of the can't habits, out of doing things, Father God, that they shouldn't be doing, out of saying things that they should not be saying. In the name of Jesus, oh God, touch their minds, oh God. 
free their minds, oh God, so that they can serve you wholeheartedly, oh God. Unrestrained, oh God. Naked and unafraid and unashamed, oh God. Father God, we ask you to do it. Do it for them, Lord. Do it for them right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Do it for them, oh God. As they open their mouths, oh God. As they cry out to you. Do it for them, Lord God. 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 In the name of Jesus. Do it for them, Lord God. Do it for them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit. 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 Pour out your spirit, Lord God. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Set us free, oh God. Set us free, oh God, from the sins of the past. Set them free, Father God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Make us new. Make us over. 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 As you breathe on us, oh God, make us over. Make us over in the name of Jesus. 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 Let it be done. 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 Let it be done, Lord. Let it be done. 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 Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord, right now, Lord, right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the mighty name of Jesus, let it be done, Lord, let it be done, let it be done, let it be done. Let it be done, let it be done. Let it be done. This is our offering. This is our offering to you, Lord. I have nothing else to bring, but I bring myself to you, Lord. I bring myself to you, Lord God. I bring myself to you, Lord God. To break me, to make me, to mold me, and to who you would have me to be, Father God. I give it all. I give it all to you, Lord God. I give it all to you. I give it all to you. In the name, in the mighty name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is your time. And Father, we want to say thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Give him a praise because he's worthy. He's worthy, 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 he's worthy. God is worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.